yet. I was okay. Good. I, I'm off my game. I've been out of it for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Now it's time for past week, next week with Chris and Paul. Hi, Chris. Well, hello, Paul. Good to see you again. Hey, and you as well, buddy. Uh, last week we didn't have the show because of the. Uh, fourth of july holiday hope you had a good time then yeah it was a nice holiday love love yeah. celebrating our independence we had so many people over here it was fun and then the week before that we um i was sick yeah sorry about that and you you and vomiting you have got to be pretty sick to cancel on a podcast yeah because i love doing the podcast you do. i love our audience I, I i love everyone and so what we like to do is start the show with a song that kind of symbolizes the last week i guess it fits in this week as well but it was more appropriate back in the day. But here it is. Britney Spears with Oops, I Did It Again on Past Week, Next Week with Chris and Paul. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen this video. Really? Yeah. I'm not positive of that. Yes. I can neither confirm nor deny. Wait, I didn't get that on the mic, did I? God, I hope not. Is that Taylor Lautner? Uh... He's the what wolf boy, right? That's cute, all right. Yes. Be. Oh, God. Did you know that Taylor Lautner dated Taylor Swift? I don't think I knew that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Have you ever dated anyone named Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it dating. <laughs> oh, I remember this bodysuit. Yes. Uh huh. The red pleather. I saw a video recently of Ryan Gosling dancing as a little kid. Uh-huh. Was he with Brittany and Christina and Justin and all them? I think so. Okay. Okay, so there's two of them. TikTok told me. There was the Disney Club. Yeah. I guess Mickey Mouse Club. And then there was Kids Incorporated. Oh. So a lot of them were on Kids Incorporated, too. I don't remember Kids Incorporated yeah. at all. Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt was on that one. Okay. According to TikTok. Well, TikTok would know. Yeah. If anyone would know, TikTok would. Oh, good morning, Amy. You know, I should have played uh, her first song, uh, Baby Hit Me One More Time. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I think it, I think that is a song that changed the world. Really? You don't remember life before it. I would put, uh, I want to hold your hand in there. Huh. I would put... Uh, Teen, smells Like Teen Spirit. I'm so, talking about those songs that just came out like, holy crap. And started an entire movement of similar songs? Yes, or? that's right. Interesting. Mm. Can you think of one? Um, Let me think. No, now don't. Hang on. Okay. Let me get there. Um, I got another one, too. Yeah, I, I can't. Put Boys, on the in the, Boys in the Hood. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Rapture by Blondie. You know, I would say Heart of Glass by Blondie could fit in that category a little bit better. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um. How about How about Rapper's Delight? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Now I'm getting there. Now I'm getting there. What was the first song with auto-tune? That has to be one. That set off a whole auto-tune yeah. 
industry. By Gary Autotune? Yeah, yeah, Gary Autotune. So have you been following the Britney Spears thing at all? Uh, yeah, I'm baffled by the whole thing. And I'm assuming that's why you you have yeah. the song playing. Okay, yep. I'm slow, I think, but I get there. Chris, I think there's something that we don't know. Well, there must be more to the story. How would they let a 35, 39, how old is she? Anyway, I, how would they let a grown woman not be able to do her own stuff? Yeah. Unless there's something. She hit a kid. She, she did really bad drugs. And then after this, I think I read that both her manager and her lawyer have quit. Now. Yeah. Now, get, don't get me wrong. People do bad stuff all the time, and the only reason they want to control her is because she's Britney Spears. Yeah. And she should be freed. She's Britney, bitch. But there's something else we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's an odd, odd story. So that's Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Good song. Great song. And um, this is Past Week Next Week with Chris and Paul. Yay! I'm Chris. And I'm Paul. This is a show where we review the most important things from the past week and get you ready for the next week. It's your one-stop podcast to keep you updated. It's a real week review. Just listen to us. You won't need any other information outlet. That's our guarantee. Man, people have gone two weeks without listening to any type of information outlet without us. Yeah, they've gone through a cleanse. Good for them. Sunday morning, thanks for joining us. You're listening to us on KCTKRadio.com or watching us on Facebook Live on the KCTK Radio page. Or you're probably just doing the easiest thing and using the KCTK Radio smartphone app. If you don't have it, please download it right now. It's free. You can join the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We welcome your participation. Uh, we usually have a regular texter. I don't see him yet. Yeah, hopefully he is. Hopefully he'll be uh, adding his hilarity. Hmm. Uh, we do rebroadcast this program also on Delmarva Talk Radio and Good Talk Good Talk Radio. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they listen to us. I'm not sure. Who knows? Uh, coming up, we have a, a weekly news quiz, pop culture update, incredible special feature for once. We have an interview. Yeah, Chris, this is going to be interesting. With Jonathan v- uh, Vanken, mm-hmm. and his book is called, uh, let me look at the paper here so I can tell you all. It's called Close to Zero, How Donald Trump Fulfilled His Apocalyptic Vision and Paid His Debt to Putin with the Devastating Biological Warfare Attack uh, yeah, warfare attack on America. So it's about conspiracies and the conspiracy that Donald Trump did this to pay off his Russian debt. I am usually against conspira- conspiracy <laughs> theories, but anyone that we can blame uh, on Donald Trump, I'm in. It's it's mm-hmm. interesting. This is like left-wing conspiracy. Yes. That, that's The left-wing conspiracy th- side has not been dominating yeah. uh, recently. So this is going to be interesting. Um Good talk radio should be called conspiracy talk radio. Oh, okay. Or right wing conspiracy talk radio. So we're hitting it from the other side mm-hmm. for you folks. So enjoy it. I know you listen to out there. So, but what people really tune to the program for sure. what? is to find out what's going on with Chris Whiting. Yeah. So it's been two weeks. I, I was thinking this morning, like, okay, what do I need to talk about? Wait, have I talked about that? I don't know. Um, so. If I've talked about this, please stop me, Paul. Here's here's something I'm proud of. Um, I've have I told you I've been taking Spanish on the Babbel app? Uh, no comprende. Yeah, see? me llamo 
Me amo Pablo. And no Espanol. I know everything you just said, thanks to Babel. Oh, cool. Yeah, this morning I was doing my lesson before the show. Okay, why are you doing this? Is, was this inspired by going to Peru? It was inspired by going to Peru. I felt, I felt like an asshole mm-hmm. because I'm in their country and I am expecting everyone to be able to communicate with me in English when I'm a visitor down there and they speak Spanish and I yeah. I know nothing about it. Right. So I paid my 50 bucks. I've been taking the Babel lessons and I had a review this morning that I was going through. And as I'm going through and I'm listening and like picking what they said and filling in the, I'm like, I'm understanding Spanish. Really? Not much. Not much. Interesting. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of fun for me. Here's the other thing that I'm really excited about. I took a Spanish course one time. You did? Well, when I worked at Sprint, yeah, I tried to be a, a training person, like, I don't know, 50 or 60 times. You tried a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was you had to speak Spanish. So I took a Spanish class, like at the uh, Communiversity. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. It's hard. And I guess I would desire to do it, and I should not sit there and think I'm too stupid to do that. Right. Because there's probably, in the Spanish-speaking world, someone dumber than me. Mm, Perhaps. There might be. One or two. We can go with that. Right. But is Babbel a good system? I love Babbel, and here's why. I think it really takes full advantage of everything you have with your phone. So you're you're listening part of the time. You're reading part of the time. You you press a button to record, and you speak, and it tells you if you're saying it right or not. Gamify it. They do gamify it. It's... It's sort of a story-based learning, but they they hit it from so many different angles that, and it's ten minutes a day. Oh wow! Yeah, huh? You're into self improvement. Yeah, you should well, do that. I'm done with that. I'm done with self improvement. <laughs> Is that why you're drinking with your latte, Larry's cup? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I'm super excited about, I started my voiceover coaching. Mm-hmm. Had my first session with my coach, Art, and. And I bought myself a vocal studio that I am building in one of our bedrooms. So, yeah, I mean, a studio makes it sound a lot cooler than it is. It's a PVC pipe frame that you put uh, sound absorbing blankets over. And then I got a a no noise fan to keep air in there because I'm sure it'll get hot and a light. But I'm going to start recording my voiceover in there. What kind of mic did you end up getting? Did you I, use the one that you got as a gift? I I so I have it's a that real good one. one right? It's a really good mic. I'm having trouble though getting it. There's a lot of interference when I put it into my computer, so I have to figure that out. I do have a USB mic that plugs right into the computer and sounds fine. So until did you I get the, the mixer out, thing? I did. Yeah, I got the mixer, and I just I guess I don't know what to do with the controls to make it sound smooth. Okay, this is just between me and you. No yeah. one else is listening. Are you going to use it for? Uh, for Roberto's podcast, uh, probably, yeah. Or, or are you going to be? <laughs> uh, and welcome to Roberto's podcast. I'm all the way back here. That's kind of how you sound. Uh, do I really sound that bad? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realize I sounded that bad. Yeah. Well, it should be. A little better, because now I'll I'll have some sound what, conditioning around me. You, is it built? No. 
so it's the frame is put together. I haven't put the blankets on top yet because now I've I've got to buy a desk. I got to get a new chair. Like I got to have a whole nother setup inside mm-hmm. there. So can, I, I I meant to write out some voiceovers for you to do today, but I forgot to do it. So mm. if I did it tomorrow, would you would your studio be done? <laughs> it would not be done by then. Because here's the other thing that's happening is. Uh-huh. Mark and Taylor, my my stepdaughter, are getting married on Thursday. Married? <laughs> yeah, married. <laughs> that you? Yeah, that me. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, they're getting married. I'm officiating. That's on Thursday, so I've got oh, to get... this Thursday? It's this Thursday, so I've got to get that thing Wait a minute, written. What time? Uh, six o'clock. That's when the, the week review is on. Wait, wait. Oh, Who God, would get married? I wonder if we could change. Yeah. If we could change the time. You want us to simulcast it? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that's enough about me, man. What's happening with you? Well, I got to. Um, I really need you to uh, do some voiceovers. Sure. I just realized right now I didn't write. You know what I did? I spent too much time this week instead of writing what I need you to say. Uh huh. Working. For your job? Yeah. Isn't that something? Wait. I know. That sound, doesn't sound like me, does it? No. What happened? I don't know. I got confused. Boy, got confused. I, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, we had a really nice uh, 4th of July. Yeah. Uh, we it, The weather was perfect. Everyone came over. We basically just sat around the pool. Uh, my niece brought her kids over. Uh, my other nephew brought a kid. I, I guess it's a stepson. I don't know. But he's a, he's a, he's a little redhead kid named Kenneth. And he was as cute as can be. This Wait. is a Jim Jim's son Aiden's. Oh, okay. Stepson. I you know, you say redhead named Kenneth and you immediately take me to the eighties hit Can't Buy Me Love, where Kenneth was McSteamy's best friend. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. And he was a redheaded kid. See, I th- I kept thinking of of um Thirty Rock. I wanted him to call me Mister Donovan. Oh yeah, but I can't get him to do. Once it. again, your reference is a little more timely than yeah. mine. But uh, but anyway, I, I love Kenneth. He he was. You ever been? Remember being in, in the pool? You loved it so much. Yeah. When you were a little kid, but you were cold, so you shivered and you didn't care. <laughs> yes, that's what he was doing. And so we had a lot of fun. We ate a lot of food. Uh, we had a hot hot dog bar. It was just a very nice, very oh, nice. Oh, that's great. Time. That's great. Very nice time. And then. Uh, just rain all week just rain and rain so Boy, isn't that the truth yeah so yeah we uh, uh i guess a big news the big news if i could tell everyone Ooh. this is uh something uh tremendous and change my wife and i went to westport and got something to eat last night what yeah. where'd you go in westport it's called big sully's pizza Oh, that's part of the Denver Biscuit Company, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You get your breakfast there and yeah. ice cream. Good stuff? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's funny because I had breakfast in uh-huh. Westport yesterday Whoa. at Snooze. Oh, Snooze is great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. But they also have, a, I guess, uh, Westport is now a uh, a breakfast place. I guess so, with, with Denver-based restaurants. Well, they have... Um, you know they have the snooze. Uh huh. They have the what's it called? Um, what'd you call it? D- Denver biscuit. Yeah, Denver biscuit. And they also have a uh, big biscuit now, a big biscuit location. Oh yes, yeah. is that like down where the chilies used to be? It's over by the grocery store. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, if you want to know more about delicious food, check out Let's Eat KC. We did a 
we did an amazing podcast Wednesday night mm-hmm. from there, and we interviewed none other. Yeah. Two-time Super Bowl champion Neil Smith. Oh wow! Who is just as nice as can be. Did you piss him off? Of course not. Okay, good thing. I don't think he could. He's too nice. He's too yeah. nice of a man. Yeah. You know, and, one one time I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and he was there, uh-huh. and I was with my little daughter Abby. I'm like, he used to play for the Chiefs, and um, she's like, I want to say hi, but I'm scared. We went and bugged the guy during his dinner, and he could not have been more yeah, gracious. He's really a very nice guy. Yeah. And talked about New Orleans cooking, and mm. um, anyway, so that that's oh, that's what I fun. Did. That's yeah. what I did. Uh, now, have you been following the news? That's the real question. I I don't know if I've been following it well enough or not. My I got my screen time uh, notification this morning from my iPhone, mm-hmm. and it was down forty three percent last week. Oh my! So I might not be much help to you. Well, you never are, Chris. You never <laughs> are. So let's go. To the news quiz. Okay. Oh, I think this is where we look at the slate news quiz and we kind of go through what happened last week on the news. And it, it's fun because it gamifies the news, folks. Oh. It gamifies the news. Yeah, gamify. It's a big thing now. Mm-hmm. You want to gamify everything. Yeah, we certainly do. Oh, okay. Slate news quiz. Here we go. Here we go, folks. Start the quiz. All okay. right. U.S. hospitals are facing a critical shortage of which supply? Uh, I don't, you know, I know other places don't have enough oxygen. I wonder if we've donated so much that now, nope. Son of a gun. Sorry, I pushed it too quickly. That's I know right. you're still thinking through it. Yeah, I was talking through it, but it's it's blood. Okay, it's, it must be because I donated blood uh, maybe six months ago. Oh, you at did? At the community blood center. Yeah. And they said, oh, you've given blood before. I go, I don't think I have. Yeah, you did. Somewhere on Nolan Road in 1986. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. So are you going to donate again in another 35 years? I told them I would. I told them I would. <laughs> but they, they call me every day. Oh, wow. I don't answer the phone, but they call every yeah. day. So the, the shortage must be. So the blood banks report having less than a day supply on hand. It only takes 10 minutes to donate a pint of blood. You know what? I'm going to go look into that. I yeah. would recommend everyone else to do that. I wish I could. I passed. I've tried multiple times, and I've passed out every time. So they quit calling me, and it sucks because I'm the universal donor. I'm O negative. Any, Are you? Anybody can enjoy my blood. Yeah. So I think w- one thing that has helped me, I have absolutely no problem with Taking blood, like I went to the doctor, they take blood. Yeah. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Having cancer and uh, prostate cancer and having them prog you all the time, that really helps you make oh, it uh, wow. not a big deal. Yeah. So check into that, Chris. Hey, that's a great, great <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> Which country's president was assassinated by a group of gunmen at his home early Wednesday morning? Okay, this one, I know. Yeah. What is it? Haiti. Yay. So the, the the first lady was also shot in the attack and was flown to Florida for treatment. Mm-hmm. Have they come up with who did this yet? They've they've arrested like close to twenty people. Okay, they, there was a big gunfight apparently. I don't know how they tracked them down, but two Haitian Americans and then like eighteen Colombian soldiers. I saw they were Haitian Americans. Does that mean they're American citizens? Is that what they mean? I'm by assuming. That? Yeah. Or are they Americans who were in who now live there? I think it means they they are are Haitian by birth, but are American citizens. citizens. I don't like not, that. I don't like that. I don't want any Americans involved. Okay. Well, I, I it would, may it may be too late for that now. I know. I don't I, know. I, 
if we were here the last two weeks and I could have made it clear that I don't want any yeah. Americans involved in the assassination like that, maybe they could have wow. done better. We've let down a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, which man was declared the winner of the Democratic primary for mayor in New York City? Yeah, it was Ansel Adams there. Yep. No, it was Eric Adams. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so I saw an interview with him just this morning. Uh-huh. Just this very morning. Oh, wow. I'm really impressed with this guy. Oh, really? He basically, they asked and they said, um, that's what made me impress him, impressed. They said, did you kind of see what the president did with the coalition of uh, blue collar um, Democrats, African American Democrats, and build that coalition of regular uh, middle class issue Democrats? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I think the best way to put it is I duplicated it. He, I mean, he not only said he did that, but he did exactly what the president wow. did. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's a... Me and my fr- best friend, uh, James Carville, who I met, uh-huh. uh, he says the same thing. I agree with him. This is a this is a big deal for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. So, so those uh, woke people, they didn't win in mm-hmm. the most Democratic area in the country. And, you know, getting back to focusing on the middle class issues, I think, is a big key to win next time. Yep. So I hope that happens. Well, yeah, I hope so, too. 2022 is a little frightening. Yes. It's a scary. It's what I like to call a scary proposition. Oh, yeah. That's good. Now, uh, by defeating his Republican opponent, Kurt Silwa, Adams would become the second black mayor of the city i didn't realize is only the second one yeah i i read that and i was shocked um Mm -hmm. and so so rudy giuliani's son did not win no he's running for governor oh governor yeah oh i thought he was running for mayor here's a bonus question do you know who the first black mayor was uh was it dinkins okay yeah very good thanks now oh you know what what we have Oh, he, he, our guest is there. We'll get him in a second. Do you remember why he lost? Mm-mm. You don't remember? Uh-uh. He had a campaign uh, guy uh, named, um, how, what was his name? The Dex- texter would know his name, um, who told everyone to wear name tags around the city. Uh-huh. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Damn it. It'd be so funny if I remembered my Seinfeld references. Uh, oh, well, then, of course. Do you remember yes. that episode? I do not remember that. But, yes, the texture would be all over yeah. it. Okay, here we go. Let's okay. just act like that didn't happen. The U.S. Uh, question four. So we're uh, what? We're two and one. Two and one. Okay. The U.S. and NATO allies ran military exercises in which body of water in spite of pro- protest from Russia? I don't know. I don't know this one either. Well, which one's around? Are they all around Russia? I think so. Yeah, I think they are. Let's go with the... What, how do you say that? Aegean. Oh! Sorry, dude. It's all right. I didn't know. I didn't know. It was the Black Sea. Yeah. Okay. Well. This is this is going to either make us succeed or not. Okay, here we go. Oh, I know this one. Okay. Which NHL team defeated the Montreal Canadiens to repeat as Stanley Cup champions? Yeah, the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning. Yay. 
Yeah, half my team uh, is in Tampa, so it was a big deal this week as as they won the championship. And, of course, they like to say that they're Champa Bay. Yeah, I've heard that. they got the Super Bowl, and they got two Stanley Cups, and they went to the World Series but didn't win. So, yeah, good for them. Good for them. Good for them. That's great. Well, that is the news quiz, everybody. I hope you're up to date. You can tell we're a little rusty. A little bit. We still, we still got you know three out of the um, five questions. Yeah, we got more right than we got wrong. And uh, we're st- we're proud of ourselves because we tried. Mm-hmm. That's all we can really control. Yeah. And uh, that's great. We're gonna we're gonna move quickly to our guest here. If that's okay. okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Our special special guest. We're bringing him on the Zoom right now. And there's Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Hello. How are you? Hi. Can you hear me? Wonderful. Okay? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. So, Jonathan, I'm Paul. Hey, Jonathan, I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. Good, good, good. Jonathan Vankin, you may be surprised for the links above, is a writer of books, comics, screenplays, journalism, and even a musical. His new book is now available and is close to zero. The full story of how, and more importantly, why Donald Trump allowed COVID-19 pandemic to devastate the U.S. and kill half a million Americans. That's the fact that... We've seemed to forgot in such a short time that half a million of us are gone because of the incompetence of this guy. Um, More than that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so we're we're so interested in this. Close to zero. You've also you've also wrote uh, a couple other books. But thanks for joining us, Jonathan. Yes, and again, no a couple weeks ago, I got sick, and it wasn't COVID. <laughs> it wasn't COVID. I, <laughs> That's good. Because of my political leanings, I do blame uh, Donald Trump for it. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do, just because that's that's how I do things. Because it's probably his fault. Right, <laughs> right, right. So um, first, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into um, this type of journalism. Wow, uh, that's a long story. Um, we got I'll try time. to keep it very short. Uh, I, well, I've been a journalist for quite, quite some time. I've worked for a number of different newspapers, including one in Japan. I worked for a paper called the Daily Omiuri over there, a big English language newspaper. Um, and uh, quite a while ago, I wrote a book. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sort of interested in ideas that are sort of out of the mainstream and kind of weird, and why we, you know, why certain ideas are sort of forbidden to talk about. And I got really interested in conspiracy theories. And this is back in the late '80s, early '90s. So I wrote then when I was considerably younger than I am now. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this. Uh, I wrote this book called Conspiracies, Cover-Ups, and Crimes, and it was really the first sort of journalistic, um, I guess you'd say, exploration of the conspiracy theory underground in the United States. And uh, I feel like it was about three decades ahead of its time in terms yeah. of exploring this stuff. Um, I think the, the landscape has really changed when it comes to conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorizing in this country it's it's gone yeah it seems it seems though in the in the past there was maybe some truth to it and now yeah i mean that's the thing it's like when i first got into it and again we're talking like three decades ago when i first got into it it felt to me like kind of a way of speaking if not truth to power because these things aren't always true then at least sort of questioning authority you know and kind of a legitimate exploratory way but now i think it's really changed it's done done like this terrible 180 where conspiracy theories are used as tools 
of propaganda by power to ah. to control to control people to control you know the public the masses if you will so mm-hmm. um it's really very very different you know it's it's uh i mean conspiracy theories were always used that way you know by cult leaders or by the nazis fascist movements in the past but in this country it wasn't really like that but it, it's come full circle and you know in the last i guess five five years in particular but certainly probably five to ten years there's been a big change <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know i think i think those who want to control uh, our political landscape and social landscape have seen the the utility of paranoia or instilling yeah. paranoia mm. in the populace as a means of uh, controlling. And controlling. what's and what's so interesting about your book is that now someone who talks talked about conspiracy theories all the time actually was doing a conspiracy kind of right under our nose, right? Yeah, well, you know, the thing I always say about Donald Trump that, uh, you know, every accusation is a confession. And if you want to know what he's really up to, just listen to what he accuses his so-called, you know, enemies or whatever adversaries of. Uh You know, if he's accusing them of spying on him, we now see he was spying on them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, it, as we saw in this thing with his wiretaps, oh, you know, all this crazy stuff. And you can go down the long list of things that he's accused others of. Uh, and and he's been doing them all. And even the ones that have not yet been documented, you can be pretty sure yeah. if he's accusing somebody of it, he's probably up to it himself. So tell us the general part of this, and we urge everyone to uh, get your book uh, to find the details. But, I mean, he was, you know, there was a Mueller investigation about his ties with Russia, mm-hmm. um, which has been completely... Uh, misreported by the media i mean if you read if you know what the Mueller report is it shows that he there was collusion that's not a legal term but there was collusion so Mm -hmm. how does that tie into what he did and then how it ended up um having this covid on us well let's put it this way it's sort of the key there's a lot of reasons i wrote this book and we can go into those but kind of the key incident that sparked my interest was that Let's put it this way. On December 31st, the Chinese government first announced to the world, to the World Health Organization, that there was this virus mm-hmm. and there was something going on in their city of Wuhan uh, that was killing people. Mm-hmm. And they'd never seen it before. They announced that on December 31st. Two days before that, on December 29th, Donald Trump is on the golf course, as he so often was, <laughs> or headed to the golf course, down in Florida, and he gets a call on his cell phone. And it's Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. And... What like my question is, what were they talking about? I mean, there was an official readout of the call, and it said that Putin wanted to thank Trump for assistance with some anti-terrorist operation. You know, maybe, but uh, yeah, I don't doubt that's true. But at the same time, it just seems like a weird yeah. time to be making a phone call to Donald Trump on on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. You know, as we know, a very, an unsecured personal cell phone. Yeah. And uh, uh, while he's on vacation, it's like, what was the urgency of that? Then two days later, of course, this is announced to the world. And I just started thinking, you know, that, and it wasn't only me thinking this, I read other people who had similar thoughts that, look, Russia and China are, share, I think, the world's longest border. If it's not the world's longest, it's the world's second longest. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been at historical adversaries, even though they're both communist countries for a long time, they're adversaries. 
there's no doubt in my mind that Russian intelligence New is spying that. on the Chinese all the time. They had to know what was going on. Yeah. For that matter, as I document in the book, uh, U.S. intelligence also had a pretty good idea of what was going on in mm-hmm. China. But, you know, as we know, Trump doesn't listen to U.S. intelligence or didn't listen to U.S. intelligence as closely as he should have. But he certainly did listen to Vladimir Putin very closely. Yeah. And again, I talk about that in the book and I give some specific examples just to show how possible this this scenario was of other incidents in which Trump appeared to have taken direct instructions from Putin about certain certain things. Um, One of them having to do with uh, the sort of with the Mueller report, but with the famous Trump Tower meeting. Yes. You don't need to go go off into that tangent. But but basically, Trump listens to Putin. right? Right. And so then so he gets this weird phone call just two days before this is announced to the world. And then he speaks to Putin another eight times, nine times total in the first, I guess it would be six months of the pandemic, maybe four months of the pandemic. You know, he's just, why is he talking to Vladimir Putin nine times over this period of time? Nine times, huh? Yeah, that is, I mean, he talked to Putin a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this was, I think he talked to Putin that we know of on the phone, probably 25 26 times in the course of his presidency did he usually do you usually talk to him in this unsecure cell phone i mean not not the regular diplomatic process that's the big question i mean i think probably when he was on the golf course in florida it was his unsecured cell phone yeah other times it was probably the white house line but there's you know but there are uh, there have to be recordings or transcripts of those calls somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may never, ever see them. Right. But mm-hmm. I hope we do because, you know, as I was saying, nine times between any two world leaders, you know, between the president of the United States and the prime minister of Canada, that's a lot of times for world leaders to talk in the course of that short period of yes. time. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. I mean, world leaders, heads of state uh, have, uh, have better things to do than call each other on the phone all the time. But yet he's talking to Putin over and over and over again. What on earth were they talking about? I mean, we know in four of those calls, the official readouts did say they discussed the coronavirus pandemic, didn't give any specifics other than, you know, ways to mitigate it and deal with it. I would really like to know what they talked about because mm-hmm. we know that Trump takes instructions from Putin. We know he'll follow them to the letter if he, if he's given the opportunity yeah. And we also know, and again, I have whole chapters about this in the book, uh, Putin's response to the pandemic in Russia, in the Russian Federation, is quite similar in a lot of ways to what Trump did. I mean, they followed, there were some differences, but they followed very similar patterns of denial, um, you know, ignoring it, uh, resistance to, uh, you know, mitigation measures, and that sort of thing. And so, even when, let's put it this yeah. way, one last thought. Yeah. Putin and the Russians did develop a vaccine quite quickly um, to this. So they were working on a vaccine, but it should be noted that when they developed that vac- vaccine called the Sputnik five, uh, I think, but anyway, the main thing they did with it was distribute it to other countries. Uh-huh. You know, they, not that many people in Russia have received it even now and certainly not really? back then. Um, they used it as what they call vaccine diplomacy. So he would distribute it to other countries sort of as a way of carrying favor and gaining control, you know, not control, but political influence in countries where he wanted to have, I'm talking about Putin, wanted to have political influence. So, so yes, the Russians did develop a vaccine fairly quickly, but at the same time, they had ulterior motives for doing so. Um, you know, you look here, we had Operation Warp Speed, and that's often sort of the counterpoint 
that people will use uh, against um, arguments like the one I make in the book that, oh, well, Trump, I mean, you can't say he didn't care about the pandemic. Look at Operation Warp Speed. Look at what they did. That was amazing. But look at what his what look at what his uh, actual vaccine rollout was. Once the vaccines were developed, yeah. it was slow. It was clunky. It was awful. Right. You know, it, I mean, they, well, they and said, even te- testing was I mean, that's was. I, I guess that kind of leads me to the question I want to ask. Is it clearly is incompetent the incompetence of right. of the testing, the rollout, the denial, the the uh, against the mask and some of the other social distancing things. Um, it seems as though it was all about trying to make sure the stock market didn't go down and make sure that he could get reelected. That's all he seemed to care about. Your I mean, your point your point is that's probably part of it incompetence and caring about his own political thing, but there's a Russian part of this too. You know, I think so. Yeah. I really do, and I okay. make that argument in the in the book. Um, I think you know. Again, I wish there was a smoking gun, but I don't think anyone's going to find that smoking gun unless someday we get accurate releases of the transcripts of those phone calls. And, you know, I would love to see them. It's something that I wish that Congress was investigating and working on. I would love to see, look, hey, maybe I'm totally wrong. Yeah. Well, let's mm-hmm. find out. Right, right. You know, let's, let's find out. But so, my suspicion is I'm not totally wrong, and uh, obviously. And um, I think we need to see what they were talking about because I think, you know, in the, in the subtitle of the book, I talk about he, how he paid his debt to Putin, right? Mm-hmm. And people always say, well, what's his debt to Putin? Yeah. Well, I think the answer to that is multifaceted, but it's also incredibly obvious. Putin got him elected. That's right. <laughs> you right. Know, he got him sort of the ultimate prize in the world, which is the presidency of the United States, which and, Trump had wanted, you know, for decades. And before that, there was um, before that there was financial things and um, all yeah, kinds absolutely. of stuff, right? And, and so and you have to you have to know also that going back prior to Putin's regime, Trump was even back in the eighties was very infatuated with Russia, mm-hmm. which then was the Soviet Union, obviously. But but he was taken over there by this travel company, which this is like 1987, I think. This travel company arranged a trip for him over to, to, to Moscow. And this travel company was, of course, a front for the KGB. And so he was, he was and you know, you have to look at things like his wife at the time, Ivana. Yeah. Uh, you know, her, her parents were hardcore Czech communists and connected to Czech intelligence. Of course, Czechoslovakia, as it was then called, the Soviet satellite. So there's all this weirdness. And I don't go into, I go into that in the book, but I go into it sort of just enough to to support what I think is my argument. There's plenty of other really good books that talk about that in great detail. So would you, would from your point of view, and I think one of these is true, is Trump an, a, a Russian asset or a patsy? <laughs> I mean, I think there's, I mean, how do you define asset? There's no doubt he was an asset. Well, I, I mean, mean, I mean, like, you look at now, you look at now, uh, how, look at all the, the Russians are stepping up this cyber hacking, these cyber attacks. Why are they doing this now? Well, they lost their best asset. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you, you were going to expect a lot more Russian interference, a lot more Russian uh, spying, a lot more Russian cyber attacks. You know, when maybe we're doing the same thing to them as well, I, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but... I'm just I'm sitting here in the United States looking at it from our perspective and saying like this is this is what's happening to yeah. us. Chris. So, taking a step back, you've been into these conspiracy reporting for 30 years. What's what what is something that you 
researched, reported on, you thought this is nuts. There's no way this is true. That actually turned out to be true. Wow, that's a good question. There's so many things. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, there's so many. Um, I did this other book with a co-writer called, uh, is a series that called The Greatest Conspiracies of All Time. It was first the 50 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time, then the 60, then the 70, then the 80. <laughs> the latest version is called the 100. It's called the World's Greatest Conspiracies, and it's the 100 Greatest Conspiracies of All Time. But in that book, we have a section of conspiracy, quote-unquote, theories that are actually uh, actually well documented, and uh, things like the assassination attempts on Castro, um, MK Ultra. I mean, I guess it's hard for me to say, oh, did I report on something I thought was crazy that turned out to be true? I mean, look, I, I've always been very open to crazy ideas. <laughs> so, so when sometimes when I hear things, it's not that I immediately assume it's true. I don't, but at the same time, I'm always open to possibilities, and I, my my attitude is always, you know, just show me the evidence, show me, show me something, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, that idea is crazy. I don't even want to hear it. It's like, show me the evidence and I'll listen. Yeah. If there isn't any, I won't listen anymore, you know? So so I think a lot of these things that people look at and go, oh, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. To me, it's like, well, let's hear it. Let's hear what you got. So, yeah. so what's your thought on the January 6th insurrection and Trump's level of involvement in that? Well, it's really interesting because there's been so much, uh, there's been good reporting about that. A lot, some of which you don't even hear. It's not really in the mainstream media so much as a sort of online journalist and that sort of thing. I mean, I think, you know, did he know exactly what was going to happen? I think a lot of his associates did, or at least that's what they wanted to happen. Um, you know, it's hard to know. I haven't researched that the same way I researched the pandemic. What mm-hmm. I do believe and know, I think, and I talk about in the book, in the postscript of the book, actually, which I call the pandemic push, um, <laughs> is that part of what Trump was doing with the pandemic was trying to not ensure his own reelection, but ensure his own reinstallation into power. Because I think that when you look at how he conducted himself throughout 2020, um, and again, there's a whole chapter on this in the book, uh, or, or part of a chapter. He never really seemed to be trying to win, yeah, right, in a conventional sense, right. You know, he wasn't expanding his base. He wasn't doing outreach. He wasn't, you know, you expect candidates like him to sort of moderate their positions at least somewhat when they're trying. He didn't do any of that. No, yeah. he was he you was know? laying the groundwork to be able to say, "Hey, this is a sham election." Right. Exactly. Exactly. And. The pandemic was uh, his main weapon in doing that. And, I, you know, that was it was all part of this setup. Now, again, I want to be clear to say that I'm not saying in some way that Trump planned the pandemic. I think it just happened. I think it would have happened to some extent, no matter who had been in charge. I certainly don't think it would have been anywhere near as bad as it was if, say, we had had a competent right. uh, president. But you and know, just I a reminder I, for everybody yeah. that. The U.S. lost more per capita people than any other nation. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's just so appalling. Terrible. That I can't yeah. even get my head around it sometimes. Yeah. I just get, you know, I get upset. And that's really, again, one of the reasons I started to write this book was that I was just back, you know, in March of 2020, I was just so upset. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were, mm-hmm. but I was just so angry. And I was thinking, like, what can I do? What can I do? You know, I, I'm not some powerful person, but I do have one skill, which is which is writing right. and research mm-hmm. and journalism. So I decided, well, let's let me do that. 
And, you know, maybe in some tiny, minuscule way, I can feel like I've made some difference. So mm-hmm. that was really one of, one of the reasons I started writing the book in the first place was just, it was just so frustrating and, and maddening. And even, you know, at that time, there were, by today's standards, not that many fatalities, but there were still a lot. You know, we're talking 8, 10, 12, 20,000 people. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of lives that are lost Mm -hmm. and now we're well over 600,000 yeah it's just you can't get your head around it at least I can and just you know Mm -hmm. and I just I I just hope that people will remember remember these people and remember what happened and more because of this Delta variant because you know we can't get to herd immunity yeah because they won't take the vaccine yeah conspiracy around that and and I blame Trump for that too. Yes. Even though mm-hmm. he himself has been vaccinated, right. he certainly has set this tone. And his propaganda network, uh, which is Fox News and a bunch of these other, you know, ultra right wing. Well, and and yeah, we're like, seeing it here in our state of Missouri with our governor. It's the same. Oh it's the same message. He's been vaccinated, but he won't come out and just say, "Hey, folks, you should get vaccinated." It, and then the Trumpers want they want to give him credit for Operation Warp Speed, but then won't take. But vaccine. yes, yeah. Well, it's it's nuts, and that's a whole other topic we can talk about, like why these Trumpers think this way. But I didn't I actually tell you the truth. I didn't realize you guys are in Missouri. I, mean, yeah. I feel so heartbroken for that state because you're, you know, it's a really the pandemic there is getting very bad, as I'm yep. sure you're aware, mm-hmm. and it's all because people have not been vaccinated. And one of the reasons that one of the probably the main reason that a lot of people aren't vaccinated is propaganda, right. convincing them to that this is somehow harmful or whatever, or they're trying to own the libs by not getting vaccinated yeah. <laughs> or you know some craziness <laughs> like that. And Missouri is not the only state where that's no. happening, obviously, but it does seem to be hit, hitting pretty hard there. Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and I just, you know, it's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we appreciate your, we appreciate your, your time and uh, close to zero folks. Check it out. Where can people get this? The easiest way for them to get this? Uh, probably the easiest way is Amazon, especially if you're into eBooks, Kindle books. Okay, you can you can get it that way immediately. Okay, um, but there's a paperback, and then uh, in bookstores uh, there's a hardcover okay. that you can get in bookstores if you're if you like that sort of feel in the book, the hardcover, yeah. and you like going into real bookstores, which I love to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't been in one for quite a while, right. <laughs> but 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 as soon as as soon as I feel say, I mean, I'm vaccinated, obviously, and here where I am in Los Angeles, a lot of people are. Uh-huh. So maybe it won't be that long before I go back and a bookstore but I lo- i'm really looking forward to that yeah. that moment <laughs> yeah yeah yes well well thank you any any, any parting things chris uh no chris. i i just i appreciate the time and your perspective and and the passion for all the people that have have died here so thanks for doing your part jonathan it's yeah it's inspiring i appreciate it well, well, thank you guys for having me on, and thanks for, for doing your part. And I feel like, you know, I did this book very independently. I'm not, I don't work for the Washington Post, the New York Times. I don't have some gigantic publisher behind me. I'm, I, it is kind of a passion project for me. So, you know, humbly, I really do hope people will go out and, and, and check it out and buy it or read it, uh, get it in the library or, or whatever, because getting the word out, is, I feel, is so important to change our thinking about how this happened. This wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. You know, this didn't right, have to happen. Right, and if right. we if we forget that, it's going to happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sooner than we think. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan Bankin. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I'll let you go here whenever you're ready to go. Bye, guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye, Jonathan. Thanks so much. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Wow. 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 And, you know, I... Uh, I'm going to... 
I'll, I'll tell you folks more when I when I read when I'm done reading this book because I've always had this thought that Donald Trump is just super incompetent. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid he may be a bit more diabolical and nefarious and calculating? Maybe, than- perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. And he could be both. He yeah. could be a moron and very shrewd and calculating. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking to think that the stuff that he was incompetent about or or malicious about, that's bad enough. But then the entire Republican Party following him. Yes. Good grief. I, I, I won't spend a lot of time on this, but I do want to say this. I was in the legislature and served with so many good Republicans. Mm-hmm. I ran against and lost and then beat some good Republicans. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it breaks my heart to think, you know what? Maybe they're not there for the right reason. I always thought, oh, we have a different point of view. Yeah. We want to do things in a different way. I usually thought, oh, they care more about big business than the regular people like I did. I really did have that nefarious yeah. bent towards them. But I never really thought they cared more about themselves than other people. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. I saw an article about CPAC, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about the number of times that Reagan was brought up or mentioned, like uh, almost not at all. Mm. It's it's all about Trump now. Yeah, Trump and you know his gang of buddies, the Jordans and Gates and uh, all that crew. So it's scary to me. It's frightening. Well, I'm sure. We've changed a lot of people's opinion. I'm sure Amy and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amy, did we change your opinion? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> but, oh, that's good stuff. But uh, we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll be back with more Past Week Next Week with Chris and Paul. Yay. Looking at the past seven days so you don't have to. You could join in on the experiment by calling or texting us at 913-735-0060. We've been told that perfect mornings exist for the lucky few. That morning people own the waking hours. But the truth is, mornings belong to all of us. Your mornings are what you make of them. All it takes is saying yes. Starbucks morning yes. Look for Starbucks coffee in a grocery store near you, then sit back and enjoy the exceptional taste of Starbucks at home. Hi, Tom Gully from the Tom Gully Show here. Listen to the show every weekday at 5 p.m. right here on KCTK Radio, personality-driven radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. 
1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. This is Tracy from Tracy's Tips and Dips. Listen to the show every weekday at 1130 a.m. and our live show Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. right here on KCTK Radio, personality-driven radio. Hey folks, I want to tell you about Ranger Rob's pet poopy bags. Chris? Yeah, yes. I've noticed my little dogs get so excited when they see Chris. Yeah, it's nice. They bark and they just, they love you to death. They do. Yeah, they say dogs are a great judge of character. I think that's true. Oh, wow. I want to tell you a story about a, a really rotten person that my dogs did not like and i didn't know at the time yeah i won't say who it is here okay but um god but i'm dying to know yeah you'll 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 go oh yeah once i tell you but gilly has had some health issues yeah and she got excited when she saw you she did this very morning what happened well she Poor thing. She had some little nuggets fall out of the back end of her. She got so excited. Right there in the entryway. Because she was so excited to see her best pal, Chris. Yeah. Now, this is not fun for anybody. When that happens, it can be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But do you remember what happened? I ran it quickly. Quickly. You were fast. And got my Ranger Rob's pet poopy bags. You did. Why did I grab them? Because they're cost-effective, eco-friendly pet poopy bags with easy-to-manage handles extra wide. Oh, Didn't that's really nice. Need it this time. Well, she's got little poops, but if you yeah. had big poops, it could still accommodate. Right. So it was no big deal. Right. We continued on with our day. Yeah. We weren't embarrassed. You don't think any less of Gilly for her age. Absolutely not. Right. There but for the grace of God. Right. You, it all may happen to us someday. Yeah, absolutely. So get your own Ranger Rob pet booby bags at uh, rangerrobshop.com or Amazon. I got this. For eight ninety five <laughs> on Amazon. That was easy to do. Mm-hmm. Pick up close to zero or you're at Amazon. Yeah, get your poopy bags and get your Trump conspiracy pandemic book. That's right. Yep, close to zero, Jonathan Vankin. That's right. And uh, when you get your book and you get your pet poopy bag, you know what you need to do. That's right. Tell them Gilly sent you. All right, welcome back to past week next week with chris and paul hey, hey hey thank you yes you know i don't know maybe uh bobby mitchell or johnny rock and rollins or larry moore would say paul you're a broadcaster mm-hmm. you're supposed to have your segments in certain times yeah right but i want to bring my guest on they're busy well he was there yeah Sometimes you got to be flexible, and I I actually appreciate. Have that you ever about had you. do any news show or um, radio show or anything like that? Would they sit there and make you wait? Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. What's the yeah. big deal? He's the guest. Let him on. Right. Chuck Nasty would have done it that way. Oh, 
I'm more like Chuck Nasty than I am. Yeah. Man, uh, and maybe a little bit of just plain Dave. Really? Yeah. I always kind of looked, uh, enjoyed Dick Wilson, but I'm not really Casey's favorite Dick. I'm more like Nasty. Yeah, yeah. I'm more Nasty than Dick. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Speaking of Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> let's go to the pop culture news. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. We've got a lot to catch people up on. First, of course, Lynn Spears petitions court to allow Britney Spears to choose her own attorney. Wow. Lynn Spears is asking the Los Angeles County Superior Court to allow her daughter, Britney Spears, to choose her own conservatorship attorney. In a court filing dated July 1st, Lynn Spears states via her attorneys that her daughter is in a much different place than when her conservatorship began in 2008. Again, to the earlier conversation, there's just, there's more going on behind the scenes that we don't know. They wouldn't even let, okay, they won't let her out of the conservatorship, okay, but she can't even pick her own attorney? Yeah. So weird. Something going on that's not quite. Something queer is going on. (laughs) Speaking of something queer. Uh, Oprah Winfrey and Gail King explain wow. the secret to their long-term best friends. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey and Gail King have a truly unique friendship. The two have been friends for over 40 years. Hmm. Okay. Saying their deep bond is due to a lack of jealousy over each other and genuine happiness for their respective achievements. Do you think Oprah's ever jealous of Gail? When I actually read through this, I'm like, Really? So good for Oprah for not being jealous of Gail. God. Gail and I have been friends since we're 21 and 22. Now we're 66 and 67, Winfrey said. King quipped that Winfrey is older one. <laughs> oh, Gail. Surround yourself with someone who is happy for your happiness and that who you are happy. I, I'm sure I read that wrong. Winfrey said, explained that King is truly happy for her and the good things that come her way. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So this next story... um, I'm really interested in. I, I knew think, you would be. Yeah. Waitress will return to Broadway with Sarah Bareilles as lead. Sarah Bareilles will return to Broadway yeah. as the lead Jenna Hunterson in the musical Waitress. The production returns on September 2nd at the Ethel Barrymore Theater amid a larger post-pandemic reopening. Producers Barry and Fran Weisler announced the news Wednesday, saying that the play will run until January 9th, 2022. Bareilles will star from opening night through October 17th. So I saw this musical. I thought I thought you had. I did now, but we saw uh Jordan Sparks, I believe, okay. was the lead. She was fan- the waitress. The waitress. She yeah. was fantastic. But I would love to see Sarah Bareilles because she wrote the music for mm-hmm. this thing. So actually last night uh, my wife said, "Do you think there's any way we could just run out to New York for a weekend and see it?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man." a lot of money i would love to go yeah but how I don't, much is I, the cost to go to a broadway play? i've been to one i've at lad aladdin was the only one i've ever been to mm-hmm. uh, but i don't even know how much my wife bought the tickets yeah i, I want to say you're looking at probably anywhere between 75 and 250 a ticket mm-hmm. depending on where and you sit with sarah and, being back it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be more yeah yeah well, and you know what's cool about that but you walk in and you're smelling pie and i'm thinking oh they're spring you know pie smell mm-hmm. around no they're baking pies and then they sell them at intermission little pies did you have yourself a pie i didn't have a pie huh i had a giant glass of wine so i had sure. some berries that's good yeah 
Well, uh, I have you checked out? It's on uh, Peacock. It's it's called um, I don't remember the name of it, but I do remember Lloyd Braun now. That's the was Dinkins. Oh, person. okay. I finally remembered. It. Okay. <laughs> so I'll remember this later. But Sarah Burrells is in a, a Tina Fey produced and written program where they're uh, grown up uh, girl act. So they were a girl act in the nineties, and oh. now they're grown up. Okay, is it good? It's it's good. I haven't watched all of them. It's on Peacock, but yeah. it's Tina Fey. You can tell the Tina Fey yeah. uh, pacing. Yes, and the music that's Tina Fey's husband that makes the same Thirty Rock music. Oh yeah. So there you go. Hey, have you watched Hacks yet? No. God dang it! Watch it. Okay. I will. Seriously, I will. It's so good. I'll do it. It's on the Max, the HBO Max. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay, thanks, folks. I got to get off the air and what? No, I'll do, I'll do <laughs> it. But here's some very uh, sad news. Robert Downey Sr., director and father of Robert Downey Jr., has died. Robert Downey Jr. is paying tribute to his father, Robert Downey Sr., who died Tuesday. He was 85. R.I.P. Bob D. Sr., 1936 to 2021. Last night, Dad passed away peacefully in his sleep after years of enduring the ravages of Parkinson's. He was a true maverick filmmaker and remained remarkably optimistic throughout. Downey Jr. wrote on Instagram. Well, again, that's... another great reporting from CNN Entertainment. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when somebody's been struggling with something like Parkinson's, it's probably a uh, I'm so sad that they're gone, but I'm also so glad they're not. Yeah, they're suffering, suffering anymore. Yeah. Well, hey, here's uh, here's some good news, Paul. Okay. Juvenile remakes back that thing up as Whoa. a vaccine anthem. Juvenile doesn't just want you to get his latest song stuck in your head. He wants you to get stuck in the arm. The New Orleans-based rapper has teamed up with fellow artists Manny Fresh and Mia X to remake his iconic hit, Back That Thang Up, into a new vaccine anthem titled Vax That Thang Up. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I hope that helps more people give. <laughs> I hope I so, I wonder if too. our friend um, Glenn could do Vax There It Is. Mm. Oh, God, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. There you go. I got it recorded that I came up with Maybe that. we could have a new TV show called Vax Headroom, where a computer nice. guy talks to everybody about the importance. God, well, there's See, a lot we can do with there's this. There's a lot we could do with this. Yeah. Folks. Wow. So Vax that thing up, everybody. And finally... Elmo's adopting a puppy on Sesame Street, and your heart can't handle the cuteness. Elmo's latest companion is going to find her forever home on Sesame Street. Sesame Workshop on Tuesday announced a new resident, Tango, Elmo's adopted puppy. Tango will be introduced officially in Furry Friends Forever. Elmo gets a puppy. A 30-minute special debuting August 5th on HBO Max. Uh Is Elmo old enough to have a puppy? My God, I'm having El- a little trouble with this. Elmo's got to be 50 by now, right? <laughs> Seriously. Is he learning disabled or something? Or what? I, I mean, he's at least as old as Bart Simpson. Yeah. I, I wonder how long Elmo's been around. Because when I was a kid kid, he wasn't on right. the Sesame Street. Right. It was Grover. It's all about Grover then. Yeah. Harry Monster, you know, had yeah. some, some screen time. <laughs> he got his own screen time. Yeah, that was you nice. ever give your Harry Monster any screen time? What the? All right. Hey, uh, let's go. Let's let's just jump into the scoop, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's go right into it. I think it, it should be fun. I think it's uh, something that people want to know about. And uh, scoop is, scoop 
in Kansas City. Now here's the KC Scoop. It's a good mix, dude. You know it. Four. July 11th, 2021. I, we should have had Glenn say scoop. There it is. But Oh, God, we should have. Yeah. Oh, well. Next time. Yeah. All right. Am I starting? You are. All right. So we're going to start with uh, things to know from the past. All right. So researchers have found that vaccines have helped Missouri. Uh, data analysis by SLU, St. Louis University, researchers showed just how much COVID vaccines have prevented infections. Um, <clears throat> they found that on average for each additional percent of a county's population that received a first dose of a vaccine, there were four fewer weekly infections. So every percentage point you go up, four fewer weekly infections. And yeah, so there you go. We, it helps. It, it helps. It helps. it helps. Just do it. Now, I saw this, and I, it, it stuck in my brain. I'm going to bring it up again. Okay. Of everyone who's taken the vaccine, 74 people have died. Yeah. Of COVID. Okay. Is it more than 74 that have died from that? No. Meaning, what, what, what that statistic means is they didn't die of the vaccine. Oh, they still got COVID. They still got COVID. Gotcha. And it's a very low percentage of the people who still get COVID. Yeah. And die of it who get the vaccine. Yeah. But no one's died of the vaccine. Right. Now, federal aid flows to struggling renters. The Community Service League is working to get federal money for pandemic-related rental assistance in the hands of landlords and utilities, keeping hundreds of local families in their homes. The Jackson County Legislature in late March approved $11 million from Washington to flow into the community via CSL and for renters' legal assistance through the United Way of Greater Kansas City. Okay, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Helping people out till they figure this stuff out. Hey, speaking of stuff that's good, Paul, Jim Baker settles in COVID cure lawsuit with Missouri. I remember this. Jim Baker, you guys remember from Jim and Tammy Faye. Uh, and he's in a church in southwest Missouri. They paid $156,000 after settling a lawsuit involving a false COVID-19 cure on their show. Uh, the Branson area televangelist show advertised Silver Solution in March 2020 that was falsely claimed to cure COVID-19. It was offered in exchange for payments of 80 to 125 part of which was a contribution to Morningside Productions, according to the court ruling. Uh, the judgment prevents Baker from continuing to sell the product. Like that's it's that's just so at- atrocious. I know. It's my goodness gracious. And then and the many different chances that guy got in the world. Yeah, yeah. So Ugh. here's some things from the Casey Scoop to get you ready for the next. Yeah. The Community Blood Center of Greater Kansas City has announced there is a blood emergency in Jackson County. There's been a recent surge in blood use in hospitals, rescheduled surgeries, and medical care that is postponed during 2020. In addition, the pandemic has caused a decrease in blood donations over the past year. As a result, there's now a need for blood donations. We talked about that we sure did. before. So get that, folks. Go good, out there and give the blood. Good callback. And Paul, it's summertime. Mm-hmm. You love the fresh fruit and veggies. I sure do. Yeah, you know, the local produce in, in your foodstuffs. I sure do. We'll get this. Tuesday, July 13th, the Lenexa Farmer's Market is open. Get your fresh veggies, your fruit, your meat, your eggs, your baked goods, your flowers, your body care products for crying out loud, and more. The Lenexa Farmer's Market sells only products that are locally grown, raised, or made within 250 miles or throughout Kansas. Not 251, not 252, 
250. Yes. It's open every Saturday and Tuesday during market season, and you can expect a great selection of products from vendors who care about providing you the very best. So check that out. That's the big event from the week. And then finally get you ready for next week, the weather. Yeah. There's going to be weather next week, folks. (laughs) Sunday, today, chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny, high near 76. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 81. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 88. Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 91. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny with a high near 88. So, that is the KC Scoop. Scoop! (laughs) And we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we will be back with more of Past Week next week with Chris and Paul. Yay! I got a tinkle. Okay, we'll get you off mic before you say that. Okay, thanks. Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, the single mom's guide to happiness while dating in your 40s. On this show, I share my real, transparent dating and life stories for your amusement and inspiration. You can listen to my show right here every Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. on KCTK Radio, personality-driven radio. Latin hustle, night fever, disco merengue. Learn the hottest disco steps at home with the Let's Disco Book and Album, the complete disco dance instruction system. Learn freestyle, line, and couples dances with the Let's Disco Book. The album ties it together with professional instruction plus music by the biggest disco stars. So let's disco, only $7.95. Welcome to Man Shopping with... Hi, this is Chickless Goose from Counterclockwise KC. Listen to our program each and every Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m. right here on KCTK Radio. Personality Driven Radio. Okay, welcome back, everybody. To past week next week with Chris and Paul. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. Uh, I just went to to powder my nose. Oh yes. Yeah. So. Because the other part I'm gonna is was cut out in post. Oh, that's right. So nobody. Even, well, you can cut this out in post yeah. too. Okay, I'll make sure I do it. <laughs> I'm as reliable as Bud Dickman. <laughs> Yay. So, we let you know about the pandemic through the great interview. It was great. We'll let you know what was going on last week. We uh, even told you about some pop culture news. God, we kind of we did a lot. Today. Now we haven't heard from the texter. Hope he's okay. Yeah, hope he's alive. Yeah, and uh, hope I, I'm a, I I know the guy, and I know he has nothing more important to do. Yeah. Uh, not at all. So the, it scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. The only reason I can think of that he would miss the show is because he's deceased. Right. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Which is the only reason that people would ever miss the show. <laughs> yes. But let's get you ready for next week with headlines and predictions. All right. This is the fun part where we 
tell you a news story and then we try to add a joke. Yeah, we make the punchlines ourselves. And if you don't believe us, just listen. Kind of not necessarily the news style. Yeah, yeah. With sniglets. Um, (laughs) President Biden said that America's 20-year war in Afghanistan would end next month. We did not go into Afghanistan to nation build, Biden said. And by that measure, one could technically say our time there was a huge success. (laughs) Paul? Thanks, Chris. Sure. Japan declared a new state of emergency due to the rise in coronavirus infections, prompting the organizers of the Tokyo Olympics to announce that the Games would be held without any spectators. Foreign spectators had already been banned, but officials had hoped to allow domestic spectators to attend, with venues restricted to half capacity. Podcasters Chris and Paul have been asked to consult the Olympic Committee due to their expertise of performing to virtually no audience. Oh, that was good. Chris? That was good. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that the House would launch a select committee to investigate the deadly January 6th assault on the Capitol by a mob of former President Donald Trump's supporters. The move came a month after Senate Republicans blocked a proposal to establish an independent bipartisan commission to investigate the incident. Republicans, however, aren't just sitting idly by. They plan to form their own select committee to investigate why Sesame Street feels the need to have a family with two gay dads. Paul? Thanks, Chris. Sure. Pfizer plans to ask federal regulators to authorize use of a COVID-19 vaccine booster within weeks. The spread of the highly infectious Delta variant also is increasing the risk of infection and moderate illness among people who have been fully vaccinated. The Food and Drug Administration and the Center for Disease Control has said boosters aren't yet necessary. Hmm. In response, Pfizer's stockholders said, yeah, they also said that about Viagra wasn't necessary, but we all know it is. Right, guys? Hey, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. A Texas man literally asked a game warden who pulled him over for driving erratically literally. to hold his beer. Literally. The, un- the unidentified motorist who was picked up earlier this month for driving while intoxicated good lord (laughs) intoxicated gave one of the two arresting officers his autumnal malty and full-bodied craft session ipa to hold the arresting officer told reporters say what you will about his poor decision making and reckless driving but you can't deny this man has excellent taste in beer paul and finally chris a brotherly argument over some chicken turned violent when a florida man allegedly threw a knife at his sibling according to cops who said the airborne weapon got stuck in the victim's right leg messiah harris smith is facing a felony aggravated battery charge in connection with the june 14th incident at his family st petersburg residence the victim who told police he did not want his brother prosecuted will need to receive stitches according to the arrest affidavit which does not further describe the chicken argument yet according to his tiktok he is definitely a breast man hey Hey. wow you know what i think that two weeks off uh really helped us out i think we're we're a lot better than we were yeah those (laughs) those were hilarious you don't do tiktok do you I don't. I don't do the TikTok. I well. I have it, and I'm seeing more and more TikToks posted on Twitter. But I mostly look at Twitter. Yeah, kind well, of done with Facebook a little bit too. Yeah. You know, Facebook has the. Seems like every time I get on Facebook, 
all I see is the Independence Awareness Group. Oh, yeah. Someone asking for, what's the best lobster legs or <laughs> crab legs and lobster that you can get in Independence? It's like uh, nowhere. No, go, yeah. go to Kansas City and get something. Yeah. I saw one of those say, hey, what's the best steak in Independence? It's like People are like, Longhorn? Like, yeah, it is Longhorn. Right. But you're probably looking for like, some local yeah, just place. Just drive another five minutes and go to the 801 Chop House. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Hey, question on restaurants. Have you yeah. ever been to, I think it's RJ's in Shawnee, RJ's Barbecue? Uh, no. Oh, God, it's so good. Really? Yes. Yeah, I saw it on Triple D, and it was from like 10 years ago. Triple D? Yeah, diners, drive ins, and dives. Oh, you know what? It's a mission, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw that same episode one time. It is so good. And I know so it's right good. there. It's right on the way, did you know, to go visit uh, Madeline and Audrey. It's right, right there Right, yes. The it's right there on, so, yeah. I just told stop everybody there. where it is. Stop stop there and eat sometime okay. when you're over there. It's good stuff. And just walk in and say, I'd like some food, please. Yeah. Give me your best stuff, sir. Okay. May I speak to the proprietor? <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. See? I will definitely do that. And... uh you know, I'll do it. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got going on for the next one? Well, the, you know, I, I sort of gave it away early in the show. Gave, gave him the money shot already, but it's the wedding this week. So Mark and Taylor get married on Thursday. So we'll be going to the wedding, and then I took Friday off as well. So... I'll be off Thursday. We're going to stay in the Crossroads on Thursday night in a hotel Mm -hmm. because that's where the event space is. And then uh, Friday, I guess, just hang out in the city. So I'm going to have a a long weekend coming up here. And I'm I'm not sad about it. What about you, dude? We got some text. Oh, we do? Yeah, I guess... Well, I tell people to text in, and then I don't look at it. Oh, no. That's a bad problem. First, someone wrote, this guy is a look. Hmm. I'm assuming they're talking about uh, Jonathan, but we didn't didn't make his video available. Oh, shoot. Oh, so, okay. It's just our video. Yeah. Okay. Amy again. I'm over on the app listening. After I clicked away during the last break, I lost comments and emojis on Facebook. I went I went out and came back in, lost the Facebook feed altogether. Rats. Oh, well, still listening. Rats. We love, we love you, Amy. We love Amy. Rats. Is she Charlie Brown? That's and, hilarious. And here's the texter. So he's alive. He's not deceased. Yeah. And this is... Wow. This is a lot of stuff. Oh boy, we have time. I'm gonna. We're gonna do it. I'm sorry. I'm listening. You pompous fucktards. Ooh. Did you get rich tastic donuts this morning? No. No, we did. Paul can't get do donuts anymore. Are you done with donuts? I just can't do it. Okay. I don't like the way I feel after I eat them. I love the way I feel. I just can't do it. Oh. I got to lose some weight before I do that. Uh, dear past week, next week, if you truly welcome our participation, then why don't you recognize all the attempts I've made to add some stupid comments and vapid comments to the show? Ooh, vapid. Good because word. Because I, di- I didn't hear the ding. There's supposed to be a thing that... Anyway, he said, Coke, 
I'm all over it. I'm proud of you. Paul, you're a super spreader of COVID. I didn't know that. I write books too. 45 is our savior and will be reinstated in August. If he does not happen, there will be a civil war. I like the way American hugs, or I like the way <laughs> Donald hugs the American flag. It gives me peace that Trump's kicking ass and creating divisions in the world. COVID <laughs> is fake. Uh, Fox News is the only respectable news outlet. Let me say this. Trump is the savior. You know what? I was feeling bad that I didn't read his text, but yeah. now I'm feeling now, very happy I did. <laughs> now it seems like the right decision. The Lord has ordained him. I'm not getting vaccine because I don't want to want the shot to kill me. Richard Branson is in space. That's cool. KCTK Radio will welcome your participation if wanted. Don't watch Peacock. Was he related to Morton Downey? I don't think Robert Downey was related to Morton Downey. Yeah, I don't know if they were cousins or, or what. Maybe nothing. I'm not sure. I think they're related to Guy Downey. Oh, or Downey Fabric Softener. Yeah. How is it the Royals are so bad after being the best team at the start of the season? I would like to know that. I think the Y dude is our expert, our baseball expert. Um, Need to ask him that. They've been so streaky I know. this year. Yeah. You have a hairy monster. Oh, that's see, we did something along those yeah. lines too. Thank you. Uh, when is the next Kentucky Derby watch party at the Lakewood Local? Um, let's do that the first Saturday of May. That seems like a good time. Okay. Only 6% of the people who died from COVID had only COVID. It's a joke. It's the government control over, over us. Okay. Branson is named after Richard Branson, who happens to be in space. Texter, <laughs> these are gems. These are golden. <laughs> I apologize for not yeah. looking at this. Amy, again, I apologize. And whoever is this number, the guy is a look. Wow, really messed up. I really messed up. Hey, dude. That's all right. That's what we do on this show. So that was the text update. We welcome your participation, just not during the time (laughs) we don't want to see it. Hey, but you know what? You honored it. Yeah. You messed up, okay? You messed up. I didn't. But you honored it at the end of the show here. And I think that's admirable. Here here we go, folks. This is for you. I state my regret. You couldn't have memorized that? I could not because I do not feel it. So there you go. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Um, and <laughs> Oh, that's a great sound clip there. Yeah, very, very appropriate for this particular time as well. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us this week. Remember um, that we always like to start stop the show with a, a, a song, but... You can contact us throughout. I think, Chris, you'll probably go over that stuff. But Sure. Yeah. Um, I got it right here. We're glad you're back, and uh, we're ready just to stop the show already. Yeah. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to Past Week Next Week with me and him. Since you <laughs> love the program, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast distributor, and we'd love to hear from you. As always, you can contact us at 913-735-0060 or at pastweeknextweek at gmail.com and join the Past Week Next Week Facebook page. Also, make sure you listen to all the great programs on KCTK Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and Good Talk Radio. Plus, support our sponsor by picking up some Gall Dang Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. On behalf of Paul, I'm Chris saying goodbye. And on behalf of Chris... I'm going to leave you with this. Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. 
It was all set for the 4th of July I holiday. was just going to say, was this like the fourth thing? And then I thought, it's a good song anyway. Let's play I, it. I have actually always liked this song. Yeah. I was thinking, I heard this multiple times on the 4th of July. Uh-huh. And I was commenting to my wife, when my kids wanted to listen to Radio Disney all the time, I liked when this song came on. Mm-hmm. This was like one that I actually liked. Was Radio Disney around when your kids were little? In the car? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, they had a song called The Hairless Mouse or something. Huh. And we'd all sing it in the car. Yeah, good times. Now, do you agree with me that the Star Spangled Banner is hard to sing? Yes. The third verse is about slavery. Right. I just learned that recently. Yeah. yeah. Don't you think this should be our new? I'd vote for this. This is our new national anthem. Yeah. How old is this song now? It's been around for oh, a minute. Yeah. She's rocking kicks. You remember? Uh, I get I get her show and iCarly mixed up a little bit. Why wouldn't you? Sam and Freddie were with iCarly, right? Mm-hmm. Who was her buddy on her show? Uh. She had a girlfriend. Yes. And a platonic boyfriend. Yes. And a brother. And Billy Ray. And a grandma. Who's the grandma? Dolly Parton. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's driving me nuts. I, I'm totally getting this and iCarly mixed up. I would never do it with uh, the Wizards of Waverly Place. That stood <laughs> on its own. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see the Hannah Montana. See, I don't need to exercise my brain. All I got to do. Lloyd Braun. How come the texture didn't... If he was really listening, oh. why, didn't he, why didn't he put Lloyd Braun in there? Yeah. Because he would have known. Okay, her friend was Ellie. I mean, Lily. Emily Osment. Lily Trucott. And then Jackson was her friend boy. Oh, and Oliver. I remember him. Wow, I spent way too much time watching these kid shows when my kids. Do you were remember little. she went on? She went on tour as as Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Yeah, yep. I would have bet any money in the world that she would just would have been not around now. Yeah, but boy, she she really created her own thing. So congratulations! Yeah. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. That was another one. Good grief. I have no idea what's on those channels now. Okay. It's great, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe when I have grandkids. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda. If you want more information about this content, then you have some real weirdness going on. You can always check out KCTK Radio on Facebook. Listen to live programs at kctkradio.com. Yes, and that is on the World Wide Web. Thank you.